you've been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental one that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no bs helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things the iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do no excuses Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. There, now we are live. Good morning. So this is really early morning for Tatiana, so we have to appreciate her getting up early. We were just discussing that. And uh, so super excited. This is uh, one of my black belts that has, uh, you know, has a career in Hollywood as it is, as we say. Um, and I'm sure you have quite a following, as a matter of fact. We're going to talk about that a little bit, but this is Tatiana McQuay. I'm going to give you just a hi, few hi. seconds to introduce yourself, honey, and what, you know, uh, you know, let everybody know, um, you know, your family and what hit, and we'll get going on, on some questions. Sound good? Okay, got it. All right. Hey, guys. All right, so go ahead. Hi. I'm Tati McQuay. I started off as a professional dancer around the age of eight years old. I've been very influenced by my parents growing up who have been my best friends, my rocks. And my dad started off in the industry as a bodybuilder. My mom was in the fitness world as well. They kind of got together. And they've always been the type of parents to be very supportive and push me and my younger brothers. So when I was just around the age of 8, 10 as well, while I was dancing, doing my thing, always on set, my dad was like, I want you in karate. And at the time, you know, I'm a little sassy eight-year-old girl. I was very girly. I was like, no. Like, there's no way I'm doing karate. That's for boys. I I was like, there's no way. I was like, you can let my brothers do it. And my dad was like, no, like, you have to be a tough girl. You have to know how to defend yourself. And he was like, who knows? Maybe you'll love it. So about one month into it, I was like, okay, I give myself, like, maybe a week. I'll, I'll have my white belt. I'll tell everybody I have a white belt. And that'll be it. Um, so literally, I would say a week or two into it, I started loving it. And I almost was like, I can't tell my dad this because I can't give him the satisfaction. But I really like this. So, of course, it keeps going. <laughs> it keeps going. And I'm like, I had to tell him. I was like, Dad, I really like doing martial arts. And he was like, well, do it. Go for your black belt. And at that point, I was like, wow, that sounds really cool to have a black belt. And I just started to love it. I had a, a passion for it. And I started to get into watching girls do stunts and movies. And I was like, if I'm going to act and be a big movie star, I should know how to fight. I should know how to do my own stunts. And for every day, real life, I should know how to have self-defense. So I did. I loved it. I trained here at the studio. And to be honest, I'm not just saying this because it's Mr. Cox, but if I were to train anywhere else, I don't know if I would have loved it as much. And I kept going. I got really into grappling and jujitsu. And here we are now. I still, I got really busy with the acting world. However, I'm ready to come back and go further with it. 
Yeah, we talked about that. So what what number are you, hon? What do you know what your black belt number is? What number are you? Don't put me on the spot. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna have I to check think, the board. Uh are you in are you see we're close to seven hundred now. Now is it how long has it been? Has it been five years since you've done it? Since you got your black like, belt? Like three like four, three years. Like three, I want to say I'm right? in the four hundred. 400, 500. It's one of those. In the 400s. You see, I mix it up with my okay. brothers because now I've been so yeah, focused that's, with I, I think, Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, I think that that's your... Um, I think that's your generation there. You know, you had a... Yeah. You, know, you, had, a, you had a really good and... You're mm-hmm. right. Your dad... Well, your dad's background... I, I mean, people that don't know your father, I mean, he, he was a well-known bodybuilder out there. Uh, you know, and... Uh, Stan is, uh, was, I think he did, uh, jujitsu. If uh, we've had these talks before when we work yeah. out together that he was in jujitsu himself. So he's always had kind of a passion. He's always wanted to make sure his daughter can take care of herself. And, mm-hmm. and so, well, tell me, so, you know, it wasn't right. So let you know, everybody knows that it wasn't easy to get a black belt. It's not an easy road no. to, to do, you know, you were expected, even if you were working hard or doing what you were doing, it was, you're still expected to be here to do this. It was 6am work or 7am workouts on Saturdays and uh, on every Saturday for a six month time frame as you get ready for testing. So how did you take any of your black belt stuff and go did it help you uh, into when you wanted to go into your acting and stuff like that? Did any of the lessons learned on the mat? When, why don't we talk about what what you took with you out to the real world? What that look like? Okay, hundred percent. I would say the best thing I took was the discipline and responsibility because, like, when I was doing ready for when I was getting ready for my black belt, I was also in school. I was acting. And I was doing dance classes. So I really had to manage my time. And that's when I realized it was something I really loved because I would get up super early right before I would do my workouts, go to school. And I had packed days, but I would still come back to the studio at night, know my stuff, never be unprepared. So it taught me like discipline and knowing like this is what I want to do at a really young age, which I think really pushed me as I got older. Um, But also going into the acting world, there were so many auditions I got after that because obviously I put in my resume that I'm a black belt and I put it on my Instagram. So a lot of people have questions and a lot of auditions will be like, oh, we would love to see you fight. And luckily, because I did martial arts, I submit my demo reels and they're like, wow, like you can fight. Right. Well, that's one thing about about even though you 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 felt it wasn't girly on the mat, you were 100 percent. Uh, uh, like let's get down. Okay, and it yeah. was you. You're both your fighting and your grappling. I think you like grappling a little bit better, if I yeah. remember right, right. But I think everybody does because not everybody likes to get punched in the face, <laughs> right? Right. Um. But so you know that's that's not an unusual thing. But yeah, I mean you would get down there in in the fighting too. This was you know at, you know our school right. It's a hardcore school. It's not a mm-hmm. uh, it's not a fluff by any means, and so. I see that you took your your discipline and stuff and it was hard, man, because you were so talented. So do you feel like, you know, because we had, you know, our forms and stuff like that when you had to uh, do forms and stuff, is it because you think because of your background in dance that forms came a little bit more natural for you? You were able to to catch on to those and stuff. You think that I definitely help? would say yes, it did help because of my memorization and it's it's like doing a routine, but 
also I would say there's a lot more to it because there's more things to think about you know dancing you can kind of do it however you want but martial arts is very you want to look the same as everyone else in the room you want to do it with strength and do it with like power and that's where the more discipline comes into not only in everyday life and you know being a kid and having discipline it comes into the fighting as well which I personally loved because it made you really you know even outside of the studio think about what you're doing think about practice and yeah I mean I I would say it helped but I also would say if people loved it they could also do it as well yeah I well I think that I you know used to enjoy uh what weapon did you do for your black belt test I did speed what chucks. What weapon did you? You did speed chucks. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to reflect back on 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 what we did because I I think that uh, I wanted you to do a little bit of dance thing. But I think you threw a little bit of dance stuff in your routine. I did. If I remember right. Yes. Right. Yes. I did. Part because of uh, yeah, I ha- I think you had a lot of uh, little girls looking up to you in, in the studio and what that was like. And so, tell me the self defense aspect. Have so you're now, how old are you now, honey? You're 18 and 19. I'm 18. Now. How old are you? you so you're 18. 18 now. So, and your following is, is huge, right? And so this is probably why your father, yes. it, you know, we've talked about this, him and I have talked about this before about what kind of, uh, you know, when you get a little bit of uh, fame behind you, then, uh, you know, and following you have a lot of, um, uh, I don't want to say, well, you have got dirt bags. Let's just say what it is. And say, you yes. say Rosanna saying hi. It's, uh, um, hi, Rosanna. So you feel, <laughs> you feel that, um, you, do you have some confidence when you're out? Are you more aware? How do, how do you conduct yourself outside when you're, when you're doing what you do? What is, what is the martial arts brought to you as far as that goes? A hundred percent more confidence. You know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in anything can happen at any time. You know, everything happens for a reason. However, I do feel more, I've learned more and I have more of, um, my mom always tells me I have a crazy like reflex now. So as, as soon as like a hand or something comes at me, like I, I just know it's coming. Um, but I, I would definitely say it gives you the confidence, especially working. I feel a lot of people ask me when I bring up the weapons with self-defense, they're like, no, there's no way you guys work with weapons at the studio. And I'm like, no, we're trained in everything. Like that's how, that's how hardcore it was. Even just getting ready for a black belt, doing the little mazes, the walks, like there's a lot to it other than just what people think like little karate tests are like, but ours was just so different when you explain it. Yeah, this, it was good. I I enjoyed that. So, you know, I was always, when you did dance, uh, you, do you, you feel that, well, first of all, it it takes discipline in anything that you do. So if you're going to have to learn lines, it takes discipline to do that. If you're going to learn this dance thing, it takes time to do that. And so do you feel you always had this discipline? Do you always feel that you had some type of discipline and you honed that skill? Is that how you think it went for yourself? I definitely feel I've always been a respectful and disciplined kid just because of how close to my parents I've been. And I feel like that's helped because I've never had no reason not to be. However, I would say it really came in more with martial arts because kind of how I mentioned dancing is very much how you want it to be, how you do it. And martial arts is more of like 
you learn with people. You you want to be the same. It's not necessarily a competition until you know you're fighting and that's on you guys. But it's also you have to you have to know the criteria, the techniques, like everything that goes along with it. And I definitely would say bringing in social media, a lot of eyes are on me at all times. So I've always been the type to be like, okay, let's make everyone proud. But in the end of the day, as much as I'm worried about everyone else being proud, I always love to make myself proud. So have you had it with, with being on the, on social, like you said, you know, you have, you're, you're correct that when you have a lot of eyes on you, you know, there's, and it's, it's hard enough as an adult to uh, do things as a, as a younger, younger adult. And even before, you know, you turned 18, how, how did you, did, did parents keep you sheltered from that? Or were you ever bullied online? How did you, did you ever experience that? Or has it been a positive experience for you as far as that goes? I would honestly say not everything is perfect. And I feel like that's where a lot of people go wrong with social media because it looks like, oh, the influencer, the influencers are perfect. They live a perfect life. Everything's happy for them, which I'm very grateful for my life and everything that goes along with it. However, there are parts that, you know, people are like, oh, you're so different from a regular high schooler. And I would say social media is honestly a big high school. We go through the same problems. We go through the same bullies. I actually, it is crazy to say, I never went to public high school. So by when I was in seventh grade, I was working so much and a lot of people in my school just realized that I was on social media and I feel they almost viewed me differently. And, you know, I would walk Mm -hmm. to school and obviously it wasn't, oh, hey, that's Tati. It would be like, oh, that's Tati that posts those dance videos. She has that high following. She hangs with so-and-so. So it was definitely different aspect for me for going to school and hard for me to concentrate a lot when, you know, things are being talked about or you're just kind of treated differently. And, but honestly, I, I loved my worth ethic is I loved working. So I put, you know, my work before my friends. Um, Well, I would say that part just because some people weren't really your friends at that point when you're at that point. And so I became homeschooled in seventh grade and I was homeschooled up until I graduated high school so, so yeah, I would say I yeah. brought a lot of it, you know, I just, it, when you get older, it all makes sense. But luckily I had my parents walking me through all of that. Yes, they, they're, yes, they're very good at that. They're, 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 uh, you know, we spoke about that, um, you, you know, off live there just a little bit on, we, we watch you know, you got your two younger brothers now, you know, you got one brother that got went through his black belt and you got your youngest one now going through it. And, you know, at his testings and stuff, you guys are there as a family, you sit there and, and, you know, you're, you're, um, you know, you, you, uh, encourage and, and do your stuff as a family. You know, it's always been, it's always been something I've watched from afar. And I know that they have a, you know, your parents have your best interest in mind. Cause we speak about it quite often. And, you know, yes. this is another family here, you know, so we always kind of got eyes on you anyway. But, you know, I don't know if you know, if you looked at if you go back to any of my podcasts, there's a podcast of somebody named me, Don Gross. And he's on my that that podcast. And that's why I've always kind of uh, circled to you because he was a childhood star. He was uh, Nemo's voice and he was Chucky oh, the wow. good doll and he was on sitcoms <laughs> and. 
he he was a very famous he was on best of the best he's the kid in in the in the move in the karate movie best of the best and wow. so he he was a very famous uh kid and so i was on set quite often with him you know his mm-hmm. parents would have me on set and so i know it's a little bit different for you in this generation but back then uh i mean you had to have somebody kind of strong on set or these some of these these directors and stuff, they just, how they would treat the kids was just something to, to behold. And so, you know, I've always had kind of a sour note in my, you, you know, how I talk about it with you. You know what I mean? I've always said, yeah. you stay yourself grounded. Okay. Cause those, 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 those people will, they'll hang you out to dry when they're done. You know what I mean? And so I, cause I seen 100%. it firsthand. So, and we sheltered him quite a bit from a lot of stuff and I see how you're treated differently. And just, you know, when you're, when you're that young, you don't really understand. You just think that's how life is, right? That you're just, right. you know, right. And so right. I've always tried to bring that reality back to, to uh, you know, life ain't all roses like like you think. And oh, so you, you've, been, you've been super uh, grounded as far as that goes. And <clears throat> when, so I asked Edon too, so I'd go on set and work with him on his martial arts too. He was super skilled. He's a black belt too here. And mm-hmm. um <clears throat> He was super skilled as a kid, like you are. And I want, so has he, but, so he was in a martial arts movie, but he, he didn't, he did a little bit of, uh, some, some filming, like, uh, he was in a karate studio and they were doing some filming. So he got to kind of use his martial arts a little bit. Have you got to do that yet? Have you done anything martial arts related yet in anything? I have not gotten to, but I always, when people ask me, oh, what's your biggest goal? What's your biggest dream? I always say, it's it's not necessarily a dream, but it's a manifestation. I would love to be Wonder Woman when I'm older or play any part in anything Wonder Woman. You know, even being a new superhero would be cool, but I, I really look up that to that superhero a lot. And I feel everything she does is so powerful. And She's made me like almost growing up in the martial arts made me realize when I was such a girly girl and I was the girl to say only boys can do this. She makes you realize, (laughs) no, girls can do it, too. But, yeah, I would say this year really brought in my brothers into acting as well, which is cool because, as you mentioned, we're such a tight family and watching them do it and kind of follow my footsteps but do their own thing has been really cool. You know, I've. I was a little older when my brothers were born. So I remember, you know, seeing both of them like just grow up uh-huh. and I want nothing but the best. Those are my little best friends. Yeah, they're yeah. Well, the whole family, <coughs> excuse me about that. The whole family is you guys are such a good looking uh, family as it is. And Thank so you. it doesn't surprise me that that you, you guys continue that road. And we're going to talk a little bit about that as far as the importance of you know this month is you know we always have um uh different months right and this month believe it or not in in march is about a women's month it's one of the reasons i i wanted some females on this time i haven't got to have a lot of females on my podcast yet so oh wow uh, that's awesome but i'm looking i'm listening to what you say about how how it how it is when you um uh as a as a female or only boys do that the the female i i've i've spoken to many many martial arts uh school owners anyway and i always say that a strong woman inside the martial arts school is a a role model for young girls that can cannot be cannot be duplicated by a male 
It just can't. You need to have that strong female that comes in and uh, knows how to, uh, you know, it's just a different life for, for you young girls. I mean, I've seen it for a long time on what you guys have to deal with, especially when it comes to boys and and what you have to deal with as far as just being a female. So being that role model, and you were kind of that when you were here at the school until, you know, your career started taking off and then it, it took, it, it, you know, it took you away because you were traveling so much on, uh, and we'll talk about what you did there and, and the okay. and what was the funnest and stuff. But, you know, you've seen how Ashley here, uh, this girl, yeah, I mean, you've seen her take that leadership role here that, and then she goes to these tournaments and smokes everybody. Oh right? yeah. hundred percent. And, and so, you know, it gives this positive, uh, reinforcement that young girls that have you know no self-esteem do you have you ever suffered from that yourself do you feel like even at, at where oh, you 100%. were or where you are I in feel life like, have you ever felt that yeah you, i mean had that same issue i'm then, huh? as much as yes as much as you know <clears throat> we have the lifestyle we have we're still human and we have those moments i'm a very much like I keep to myself a lot when I'm going through those moments just because I've always been the type and I learned this at a young age that it doesn't, no matter what anybody tries to tell me or tries to help me, I've always been the type where I'm the one that needs to pull myself out of that state. I'm the one as much as I, you know, I, when I grew up, I started to realize that I had a lot of anxiety growing up and I never paid attention to it until I got older and as much as I'm such an outgoing person, nobody would think about it. I do, you know, inside we have our own little demons and things we're going through. Right. And every day people are like, well, how, how do you have anxiety if you do all of this? And I'm like, you know what? It's, it's about a mindset thing. You have to sit yeah. there and you have to be like, if this is what I want to do, this is what I need to do to fix it. This is what I need to do to help myself. This is what, and you, you pay attention to how other people do it. How, like you mentioned, other role models like, oh, wow, maybe, you know, Miss Ashley's going through something today. And, and we would have no idea, right? But she's killing it on the mat. She's showing us that no matter what, she can wake up and she can have that strength and she can keep going. And when you see other people do that, you know, it kind of brings you back to your your thoughts, your emotions aren't the end of the world. And you can empower other people to do it. And that's why when I got, got older, I realized I should talk about these things because there's other people going through it. And I feel not enough people talk about it to show that not everyone is alone. I think that's and I think that's awesome. You you hit on something, too, because, you know, when I'm on the mat, I'm a I'm a real uh, I'm an outrovert, man. I, I like it. Mm -hmm. I like the I like getting out there. I like doing what I do. But I'm kind of an introvert believe it or not. I don't, I'm not, I kind of like to keep to myself when I'm in, in bigger, uh, isn't that weird as, as weird as that is when you're in your element, you like to yeah. be there, but I kind of like that introvert where you kind of have this, the safety of who, you know, who your circle is and, and who you are so that, and I, I guess 100%. there's a, you, you know, there's, there's just, you feel safety in there. And so even at my age and your age, this is, this is one of the reasons I wanted you on because you know, I have children that are about the same age as you now, or a little bit older than you now, but uh, mm -hmm. watching them go through their anxieties too, and that you have this following and, 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 and kind of an influencer that the life of Facebook and Instagram and the instant gratification is not really 
what it is and it's okay. I mean, you have, you have a unique thing taught you that you're able to tell young people that, yeah, this, it, it looks like a great, the, like life is great all the time, but it's not, we have the same insecurities. We have the same kind of right. stuff, the same kind of problems hitting us as, as often as we do. And that if you can hit it out of the park, so can they, and oh, it's, it's okay to be you. You know what I mean? I'm so. a firm believer and we all go, we really all go through a lot of the same, you know, we're all human. We go through a lot of the same motions, feelings, even sometimes situations. However, we all handle things differently. And to hear, you know, like I said, when you kind of inspire people and you talk about it, they it kind of opens up their mind and maybe they'll deal with it a different way, but you're also helping them be able to deal with it, even if they're doing it on their own or you're there to help. You know what I mean? And that's why I say a lot of things I've kept to myself. I've been an introvert when it comes to all of that because I really needed to figure out how to do it on my own and be able to keep going. Because in a lot of ways, I feel sometimes influencers or other people, people feel they're doing it for attention or they want you to feel bad for them. But it's never that because we're very grateful for our lives. But we also want to show that we go through normal things that every other human would go through. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. Hey, you're you're a good strong you're a good strong young woman down there, and looking forward to seeing what that's gonna you know as you blossom into what you what you do. So, um, Rosanna's Thank here. Thank you, Ms. Fonte. <laughs> um, so let's talk about your what your let's talk about what your favorite thing is that you've got to do. What you what's your what's been okay. your favorite thing that you've got to go go do? Has, what because I know that. Uh, the Disney you're, you're going out on that. Uh, well, why don't you cap what it was where you were traveling quite okay. a bit with Disney? Is that correct? Yeah, it was HBO that. max. Yeah. So I actually, I grew up doing a lot of Disney work. I had been in a lot of, you know, shows Raven's home. I danced on Ellen. I danced on school of rock on Nickelodeon. I would say my favorite thing in the whole wide world, which I always say made my younger self super proud was that I got to dance on stage with Justin Bieber at his purpose tour LA show. And I also got to do rhythm nation with Janet Jackson, which was really cool to see it, you know, kind of how cool that was for my parents too, just cause I did, you know, the thing where I got to do with Justin Bieber and then Janet Jackson, like world worlds kind of collided there. Right. Um, but also this past year, I took a really big milestone. And the minute I turned 18, I booked my first major role on a new HBO Max series coming out this June. And it's called Gordita Chronicles. And I was out there, you know, staying in Puerto Rico for a few months, a lot of it on my own, too. And I, it was beautiful because, you know, I got to learn more things about a country and be on set working and really be in my element doing what I've been wanting to do and pushing for and training and yeah it was super cool so you were out on your own for a while huh not mom not mom around so what's the difference you feel as uh what was the difference on that what's the major difference on that what being being without mom there at your side that constantly you know what kind of learning experience was that for you I must say it wasn't the easiest because, you know, me and my mom have always been like this. She was my momager, did everything with me. And I wasn't at first I wasn't used to it. I was like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? But then I, I'm i a very like as much as I depend sometimes on my mom, I have to like set back myself in the mindset of you have to be independent. Like you cannot depend on people. Um, so, you know, I kind of I got better when I 
when I realized my parents are out there doing what they used to do for me, but with my brothers. And, you know, that's that's what I kept telling them. I kept telling them I'm going to be okay because now you have to work on my brothers. You have given me this path. You have helped me. I know what to do now. Now you can go, you know, and they they were. They were back home taking my brothers to karate, baseball. They were doing auditions as well. And, you know, I just got to sit back and, you know, focus and become an adult while I was doing it. So it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot when, 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 uh, when mom and dad aren't right by your side, what that, what that looks like. And, and then you get to, you get to have some growth and I'm sure you got to have a lot of appreciation for them at the same time. Right. You're like, you know, on those quiet moments when you're all by yourself and you got things Mm -hmm. rolling through your head, you're like, Oh, even even now, even at my age, I'm like I look back on what my parents did for me and what they went through. I was like, wow, man, they, yeah, that's that's yeah. they did quite a bit. You know what I mean? So, and as a kid, that's, that's I understand. We all we all think about it differently when we're a kid. We're like, oh, mom and dad, why are they doing this? But I would say that really made me realize and appreciate a lot more because you do you sit back and you take everything in. You're like, wow, like all these stressful moments you'd be like, but mom and dad would be figuring out for me. And then it just clicks and you're like, okay, well maybe I should figure it out for myself. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's a, yeah, that's, that's very promising like that. So the, so I didn't know about the rhythm nation thing. Okay. So being able to get, first of all, that's one of my favorite songs that she does as it is. And so you get into, I can see how that when you're with, Justin Bieber, but even that, that young man has completely kind of changed his life now that he's married and stuff like that. You know, he, he got really a lot of fame as a young guy. Oh, hundred percent. And I grew up in Canada as well. We're both Canadian. And when I was a little girl, you know, growing up in a small town in Canada, you kind of see that and you're like, oh my gosh, he grew up in a small town in Canada as well. And you see how much it has changed his life. And I was always like a believer, Bieber fan when I was a little girl. So when I got that call, it was a really big deal for me. And I, I used to always say I was, I was a dancer, and I, I would tell my mom I would dance to Justin Bieber songs. And I was like, one day, I literally had it in a notebook. I'd written "Move to Hollywood," and I drew like I was so little that I drew a stroller, like me going in the stroller to Hollywood. And I was like, dance with Justin <laughs> Bieber. And yeah, to see that happen was a big, you know, big milestone. And then to do Janet Jackson right after with even the, the major crowd was insane for like a 10 year old girl to be dancing and seeing all of that and literally feeling like the artist as well. Right. So, so tell me that feeling like when you're out there, uh, when you see, were you, so were you live on live audience? Yes. Yes. Not just a a filming. Correct. So tell me the energy. Yeah. So tell me what that energy was like. What was that energy like when you were, we're doing it. That was that was insane. The adrenaline, the adrenaline, and all the lights, and but you know what? I've I've always loved it since I was a little girl. That spotlight, you know, wherever I was, I would dance. I would introduce myself to people. I've always had that go go go. And like I said, even though you know we all get anxious at moments, I was like this right here. I'm. You never know when you're gonna get this in life again. I was like, I need to live in this mm-hmm. moment. I need to kill it on stage, and it was. It was the best feeling to see all those people. Of course, Janet Jackson had the craziest crowd at the forum here in Los Angeles. So it was, yes, it was a great experience. 
you know, I, I know from my competition days what it's like to draw off the off people watching you. Um, yes. You know, you might catch me every once in a while on an on old ESPN. Uh, they would mm-hmm. do this uh, when, when I was competing. They would film you and they would have it on ESPN. I mean, we're talking about old now. And we're not talking about yesterday. We're talking about in the 90s. But you might catch me uh, every once in a while doing, uh, you know, in the finals uh, of competition. And I remember that same feeling of that crowd, that just that that energy. I used to, you know, I used to like it. You know, I lost. I don't know if you know this, but I lost a world championship because of a mindset that I had one time. So I don't know if you ever had this while you're, uh, you know, I'm getting ready to win this world championship and I'm doing this last thing. And in my head, I said, um, hey, man, if I miss this, I'm going to lose the entire. I didn't approach it with. When I smash these things, I am going to be the world champion. Right. I and you know what's like crazy about I, that is you manifest it for yourself. I truly believe cool, in right? that. Right. And so I don't know if you've experienced that yet where you've blanked, where you're like, you went for a negative thought because this happened to me and then I, I missed. And so for a whole year that I was the top seed, I lost it in that one second of mindset. I don't know if you've experienced that or not. I'm, uh, I'm going to bring this up as crazy as it is. Besides everything I did in, in school, in middle school, I was actually a spelling bee champ. <laughs> and I oh. don't think I've ever brought that up on social media or anything. And I will never forget that moment standing up in front of my whole school to go to like, it was like the state champ. And it was between me and one other person. And it was that last, that last, I'll never forget it, that last word. <laughs> And, you know, that that's what happened to me. I was like, the, it was the last, I'm, I believe it was the last letter in the word. And I was like, if, I'm, if I mess this up, that's it. Like I've won, I've been winning for years. Like my friends were watching me in the crowd and I missed it. And after that, and that's what made me realize the adrenaline of having the crowd, you know, I want to make everyone there proud, but I'm like, I'm so in my head that I need to make myself proud. And I over, I overthink it. I overanalyze. And then you disappoint when you don't make yourself proud. So I was like beyond the crowd. That's why I was like, even in these big crowds, you know, a lot of people have stage fright and I've tried to tell people, forget it, but forget about them. Forget about the big crowd, the the big crowd. You want to make yourself proud in that very moment. Yeah. Isn't that funny how we how we have these moments in life? And I, I find that uh, I think everybody, everybody I ask the same questions to, they have this one thing that sticks out in their in their minds. It's like, oh, man, you want to talk about blowing it. And it's a mindset. Yeah. And so I think that watching you as you as you've matured up to what you're doing, because I remember watching you as a little girl uh, doing your doing your stuff. And then I kind of went and looked on your you know, I, I'll jump on your social media every once in a while because you know how I am. I'm more like a dad, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I start reading stuff. Yeah. I'm being like, man, I will kill everybody in the room. And <laughs> uh, uh, so, you know, I, I watch and uh, and just uh, just what you've what you've grown. And then so we when you are on the dancing, I want I want to talk about the dancing side. What kind of coach. Do you have the same coach that's coached you in dancing or not as, as the same person that's your instructor you know, there or have you had multiples how does that how does that come at play and what kind of work ethic does it take to the, do the dancing let's talk about that real quick 
I would say there were a lot of, you know, I had multiple choreographers, but there were some that just stuck with me and kind of brought me and really trained me and motivated me and who I just personally loved. I worked a lot with Wildebeest Adams, Matt Stefanina, and, you know, you have a bunch of instructors, but you have the two and like, like someone like you in karate who, you know, you look up to and you know, they're, they're always pushing you, they believe in you. And it makes you be like, it makes you feel like, okay, I can do this. And they were kind of the two that brought me up in the dance world and stuck by my side and were my mentors. And, you know, when they've done it as well, they've been in the craft for so long, you look up to them, you know, even as close as you are to them, even though they're your instructors, you look up to them just as much and you respect them. So, but I mean, most dancers grow up in the dance competition world, which I did do when I was younger, and you have your main choreographers. But once you get out to professional dancing, you know, you can work with multiple choreographers as long as, you know, mm -hmm. you, you learn different routines every day. So it's like, go, go, go. So it's like this, you know, in martial arts, I, you know, I tell everybody this a lot, right? So uh, whether it's Tong Shido, which what you did with us, or Krav Maga, or Jiu Jitsu, there's this big circle of martial arts. But when you really hone your skills, your Tong Shido will be this big, your Jiu Jitsu this big, you kind of hone in on what you do the best. And then it becomes you, right? Your martial arts becomes you, right? right? So have you, is this the same thing with dance when it, when, when you come, do you have, you have, do you have your own flavor at this time? That's kind of, this is, this is kind of how I do what I do. Is that, is this, yes. is this on the same side, same, same way? Yes. So being a dancer, you're trained in all styles and the ballet, the taps, the jazz, the lyrical side and the hip hop. And for me, the middle, the big, the big chunk of it was always hip hop. That was my main thing. That was, you know, what I started to get known for. And although I could do everything else, I was more, you know, focused and my passion, my love was right where hip hop, you know, was. And when I was younger and I lived in Canada and I was dancing, doing competitions, doing more of the jazz, tap, lyrical. Um, that's what I meant by girly girl things. And mm -hmm. You know, people used to always say to me, like, you're so tough. You have that hardness. You're so good at hip hop. You need to move to L.A. one day. And the funny story is I was actually I was three years old. I had just turned three years old at my dance studio. And you had to weirdly before to go in a hip hop class. So one day my mom walked into the studio and uh, it's nowhere near my birthday. But everybody's singing happy birthday to me. I probably just I'm fresh three years old, everybody's singing happy birthday. And my mom is so confused. She's like, I have a, I have like a birthday hat on balloons everywhere. And my mom is like, my mom's thinking like, it's not my daughter's birthday. She's like looking at the other moms, like <laughs> whose birthday is in They're like, it's your daughter's. And she's like, what? Like, no, it's not. So I walk out and she's like, what's going on? Why are they singing happy birthday to you? And I went, I was literally three years older. I went, Shh, mom, I told him it's my birthday so I can be four and get in a hip hop class. So, you know, <laughs> next day I was apparently four years old and I had started hip hop class. And obviously my teachers found out later and they were like, you know, this girl's killing it in hip hop. Clearly she was set. She wanted to do hip hop and we're going to let her because she did all of that just to take class. And that's, that's a, see, that's a great story. That's a great 
great thing because even at three or four, you're 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 making yourself do something that you love. Yes. Well, I don't know if you know this. You 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 remember Mr. Broderick, right, Kenny? Yes. Mr. Kenny. Yeah. You know he was a tap dancer. Yes. Did you know that? I did actually did that? know that. I try because, and make him do it all yes. the time. I try and make him do it all yes. the time, but I I never got to see him do it. But there was some, you know, there were some things that we had a lot in common. That's why I really looked up to Mr. Kenny and he helped me a lot. And, you know, something about it, I was just like, you've danced before. And when he told me he was a tap dancer, <laughs> I just knew, I knew right away. I was like, makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Right, you know, I remember I didn't do any of that, right? But my sister did a lot of that stuff, and uh, you know, she did a commercial with Betty White, and she was kind oh, wow. of off in that little bit of a, a little bit of things like that herself. Mm -hmm. But you know, that generation tap dancing was it was probably a little more prevalent than what hip hop was back in the day. So isn't that isn't it funny 100%. how just how it progresses, you know? But I I've always enjoyed watching. Um, yes. Young tap was actually their, the very the very first style of dance I ever learned. It was tap. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's just it's it's amazing to see how it how it's transformed. And, you know, I say this quite often, you know, I'm watching even even your improvement from some of your videos when you were little to what you are today to just to see the how it how how it is. And I don't know. So I've told you tell me if you agree with this or not in, in the dance world, right, or, or in your world. You know, I, when I came up in the martial arts, we had, you know, we had Tong Sudo and I and I went and did some ground and stuff that I felt was deficient. And then I got proficient in some things. And then I bring it all this stuff that I had instead of just one dimensional, I, I bring it all. And then you see your students get so much better because I had so much more to give them. And then mm -hmm. we have this generation now who I've had 20 years now of another art on top of Tong Sudo. And now the now the rolling. And then you see these kids at three or four just be just beast on what it was because I've been able to bring years of experience in. Do you feel that that's the same way? Do you see hip hop and do you see people evolve in that? Because, I mean, it's from what you see back in the day to what you see, even when I watch some dance competitions on 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 uh, social media, it's like, man, some of the way that these guys dance is is just unbelievable so what you what you see 90s oh, yeah. hip-hop which what i remember and it's always fun yeah. to watch the old school guys do it anyway but to yeah. what they are today i mean the the evolving i mean you feel the same way that that's the same thing in that world oh yeah it 100 percent has evolved and you know we've all looked up to different people at different times however we always go back to you know the 90s like that's that's the main like the start of it and you watch those music videos and we're like, oh, we want to dance like that. But then you have the people today that are inspiring you and you're like, okay, well, I feel like a lot of people, especially in the dance world, almost follow trends. And that comes a lot with social media as well. And, you know, you see one person do something and everybody wants to do it. But it's been, you know, really cool growing up as a dancer as well and like kind of following that. And as everything mm -hmm. evolves and you learn more and you, you almost know more. Cause even though you're learning what we do today, you always have in the back of your head, you know, what they did back then and how you used to do it. But yet you have new tricks, you have new things up your sleeve. And then that's, you know, like you said, you share it with new people, the younger ones, and then their generation is going to evolve. And it's really cool. 
Right. I, I, I think I see so much correlations between that dance world and martial arts anyway. Yeah. Uh, the, and if you look at extreme martial arts now, how much gymnastics and, and moves like this come into play, I just think that it's, mm-hmm. it is such a merge because I'm not sure people really realize the kind of work it takes to dance. I mean, um, right. you know, the, uh, a good, a good dancer and, you know, your joints and the icing and your knees and your feet and your ankles and what it feels like and the work that you go through in order to hone that art is another discipline in itself. And so I've seen you take your discipline from your martial arts and put it in your, in your, in your dance world, which is, has been uh, fun to, fun to do. So, well, who is your your biggest, who do you, who do you go ahead? One thing about both of them that I've noticed, and I always tell people, martial arts, dance, right in the middle, is blood, sweat, and tears for both of them. I can promise you that. As much as people be like, what do you mean? Dancing, you just dance. Like, no, we we go through it, you know? Our feet are beat up. Our muscles, Uh the minute you go to stretch or do anything, you know, get locked up. And But, you know, when you love it, keep pushing for it like anything in life. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if it... uh if if it doesn't involve pain, it ain't it ain't it ain't nothing. You know no what I mean? Pain, so, no gain. That's correct. And so, who was your biggest? Who did you enjoy the dancing the most? I mean, who 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 was it that you like looked up to? What was it that you enjoyed watching? Who was your person? I had a choreographer. Her name was Galen Hooks, and I just loved watching her dance. She was, you know. It, she never had to try. She made everything look so easy. And you could just tell, like, she was so passionate about what she did. And, um, you know, seeing a dancer kind of have all their emotions come out through their dancing, which is really cool to me because I also felt that a lot with my martial arts is, you know, like we were talking, you feel things outside of the studio or you're thinking and feeling things that you don't talk about. But as soon as you're doing your craft, it, it all kind of comes out, you know, that anger comes out. But when you're dancing, almost those beautiful moments come out and you're just kind of sharing it with your movements and what what you're doing. And I think that's beautiful. And watching someone else do that was very inspiring. But I also love, you know, the big celebrities. I think J-Lo is a great performer when it comes to being on stage as well as acting. I kind of see her do it all. And some something like that is beautiful. You know, you kind of see another woman, a girl, to do exactly what you want to do. And it makes you think, okay, I can do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah, she just had what was what was uh, J Lo's that just came out? She was "Marry Me" the movie. That was so good. Yeah, uh, I have to, I I have to see it. That still. One. you haven't seen it? Oh my goodness! No. It was it was a really good uh, heartfelt movie for sure. I, if you like romantic comedies, wow. it's definitely yes on the on the on the ups. Yeah, I I definitely enjoyed her. But you know, I got to see uh, Michael Jackson in concert. Believe it or not, I got to wow. see him before he passed. So um, I was at one of his concert and that is one thing. There's two, two artists that brings it to me that when it comes to passion, uh, Michael Jackson, watching him in person do his dancing. I don't know. He just always on a different level. Insane. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You get the, the energy was uh, beyond anything else. And believe it or not, Elton John, when I saw him wow. um, in front of his piano, and just that one one thing, it just you can see how 
that was I remember it vividly in my head. That one song that he did on his piano, and he's and he was when he was singing, it was it was something else. So that was you know I was just wondering who who is it that kind of inspired? But I can see how how Jayla would be a good one. Have you seen some of her TikToks? Oh, They're fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she walked down have, the street I with have. the baby stroller and she kicks it out in the street, and I'm yep. just like. Yeah, she's just having a big time, you know. She's just having and a good even, time. And even, you know, so. when I did that Justin Bieber concert when I performed, it was that very concert where, you know, I it's all over the media that somebody like Justin Bieber goes through it a lot. You know, he actually had to cancel that tour halfway through for, you know, health reasons for himself. And that's where a lot of it, you know, comes in as nothing's perfect. Doesn't matter how big you are, what you are, what you have, it does not matter because that day he performed, it was actually his last show in LA and he was singing his very first song on that album and he started bawling. And it was like uh, for someone, you know, to do that and you just know he's going through so much, but he's somebody that will still get up and just loves performing. And he knows so many people love him, but he's still real. You know, he's such a real person. And that to me was very inspiring. He kept singing, he kept going everything, but he was just crying and it's like, you know, wow, like that makes you realize we are human. It does not matter, but he still loves what he does and he's going to keep doing it for his fans, for himself and keep up that lifestyle no matter how hard it is. He pushes through it. So I thought that was a very. Dope yeah, that's watch. well, that's true. I, I he, Yeah, he's he's cool. He's been uh, he's turned around. He's been he's quite the man at this point, you know, his, even in his spiritual life and everything else. He's he's quite yes. a. You know, he did something last year where, um, in the Christian world, I mean, he he did this big concert after a big long thing that everybody went through, and then yeah. you know he, he threw the concert. I mean, it was yeah, he he's definitely come through uh, a a lot of stuff. It's, it's good to see. You know, isn't it great that you know? I don't know what your opinion on that is. Is that at, at least the woke people haven't, you know, jumped on his bandwagon yet. You know what I mean? I, you know, it's right. you're able to make mistakes as a young man and still, okay, I, I, this is what I've grown from. Here's the man I'm going to become. And right. I'm not sure how you young people try and deal with that wokeness of what that, what that looks like. Are you always on pins and needles or as an influencer? Gosh, if I say one wrong thing, it's just going to, you know, I'm just going to get hammered. Um, oh, 100%. I'm not sure if, that's your li- if that happens to be your life. Yeah, no, it definitely is because, you know, sometimes I, as much as I'm always on my phone and I'm very grateful for, you know, the world that we live in, this generation, sometimes I'm like, wow, how how cool would it be if we just didn't have all of this? Like <laughs> if we literally just live life every day, not having to think about what people think about or have to post on social media, you know, had to hit each other up by writing letters to each other, like handwritten letters, mailing it over, you know, you know, and that's, that, that's one thing. That's why we still do some handwritten. We, we do handwritten birthday cards here because people just don't get them. But it's funny that right. you talk about that because I was in the generation. So were your parents that yeah. we had a pager. I would give anything just to have a pager yes. again. So if you want to page me and I don't feel like talking to you, I'm not calling you back. Right. You know? And or it's like you'll never time, see that red would... receipt right there. <laughs> that's that's correct. <laughs> see, that's the, that's your generation. That's what you guys have to live. Well, I know that you read it and you didn't get it back to me. And I'm just right. like, wow. This or is or just, you're sitting there you, like, oh, my gosh, I was just left on red. 
<laughs> right. It's it's to see what you guys have to go through. Right. It, it, the technology, man, it's such a double edged sword. We're sitting here. So you're in one office. You're at the studio right now. But I don't know if people know yes. that you're sitting in one office. I was going to have you in here with mine inside the studio. But there's so much echo when you're live. If we were doing just yeah. an audio one, we could be together and sit and talk and stuff like that. It would have been different but when we're live there's so much feedback i had to put you in the other office and so to know that technology is we're here being able to talk and i've done i've done podcasts where somebody's in papua new guinea and uh, one of my black belts (laughs) is a missionary out there he's in papua new guinea and we're just talking like this right (laughs) and so we would never see anything like that back in the day but seeing how it's it's good but i just think i see you ground you know i have and you know i love your grandfather um you know that that comes here that lives in Canada. You know what I mean? When he comes to watch you, you know, him and I are, uh, I really love him. And so I've watched, I've watched how you're this, this family. Cause when, when he's in town, he brings you to, he brings you to the karate studio. And I don't know. So how much through the pandemic did you, did he not get to come down here to see you? What was the pandemic like for that? This was definitely the hardest years because growing up, I've been, you know, the closest, as close as I am to my parents, I would say to my grandparents and my grandpa, you know, I I look up to him so much. And my first word ever, like as a baby, my first word was no, no. And that's what I call him before mom, before dad, before anything. It was no, no. And, you know, he's. He's been a he's been my rock, you know, and my parents worked when I was a little kid. He he worked as well, but he would bring me to work with him every day. He would take me to school, take me to the bus, he would pick me up, I would go to work with him all day, watch him work. And he's just been such a motivation for me. And he really loved martial arts and he loved watching me do it. And that was a big push for me as well. Watching him be proud of me, watching him get to, you know, every time he every time I had a test, I knew he would fly down. So I was like, okay, my test is coming up. My Nono's coming back. I have to make him proud. He's coming to watch me in a tournament. And he still loves doing that. And during the during the pandemic, my grandparents obviously couldn't fly back as much, you know, more for safety reasons and because of the Canadian borders. It was really hard because growing up, I, you know, would see my grandparents pretty much every month, even though we lived in different countries. And I would say we went almost, almost a few, not even a few months, almost a year without seeing each other. And it was hard because Mm -hmm. even when I'm going through it, he's the type of person that I ask to myself as I am, I will tell all my problems to him. And I know he's going to kind of give me the motivation and tell me what it is. He, he helps my mindset a lot. And so does my grandma. I'm super close to her. He's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah, he's a, he's a, yeah, he's just a cool cat, man. I, I love when he comes into town because him and I, We'll sit and talk a little bit, and uh, I don't know. Maybe he reminds me a little bit of my father. He's kind of quiet, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. you know, Very laid we, back, chill, and but. He's always got some kind of wisdom coming out of him. Yes. Yeah. That's what yeah. it is. It's always been the wisdom. And, uh, so I think that, uh, yeah, he's just a, he reminds me a lot of my own father. I think that's why, that's why I, I kind of connect to him. Uh, my dad's kind of a quiet wise guy you know he's not yeah i'm more like my mom you know i'm i'm the loud you know yeah you know get out and get get do it type of dude and that's what my mother is but yeah yeah, it was it was great seeing that so i mean 
So tell me about your your fan base here. We're, we're we're winding up here. We're almost here. We're almost at tail end. Tell me how you, uh, uh, what your fan base is like. How did your social media grow? Did you grow it through dance? Did you grow it through what you're doing? Do you have a lot of young girls, or what's the fan base looking like? You know, besides yeah, the knothead think- boys that. I like to strangle. <laughs> I would say I started social media at a pretty young age around. I jumped on Instagram. Well, obviously my mom did for me when I was around 10 years old with my dance videos. And my mom would just post my dance videos. And at the time they were blowing up, but I had no idea because I was going to school. I was a 10-year-old girl, not really focusing on how many views I was getting. And it really, you know, it brought my following up to very high um, following and a lot of people loved my dance videos. They loved watching me. I would post them every day, go to dance class. The videos would be live and they, I had bangs at the time. I'm, you remember because I had bangs when I got my black belt and everyone yes, would did. be like, Oh, Oh, that girl with the bangs, the little girl. And I was always really tiny. <laughs> so they were like the tiny girl with the bangs. And I did get called Dora the dancer a lot. So I was known for Dora the dancer and <laughs> You know, that's kind of what started my following. Definitely the dance scene, who I danced with. Um, people loved following me. And then as I got older, I got into the influencer world, you know, the TikTok. I actually started on Musical.ly, transitioning to TikTok and the modeling thing. And that's when I, I realized how much I really wanted to do acting. And it helped me a lot. I actually had directors reach out to me and I filmed my first movie that I played a lead in. It's still yet to come out, but it's called The Lies I Tell Myself. And it's a teen romance. And yeah, it's really cool to see a lot of people. I've had a lot of fans watch me, you know, since the beginning, since I was 10 years old. And now I'm 18, almost 19. And they've come they've come with me along the way and seen everything I've done. They almost feel like your friends. But you've, you've right. never I met them you. and they, they support you, which is really cool because, you know, growing up, you realize some of your friends aren't the ones supporting you. Well, yeah, you, that is those are wise words from a young lady. I could tell you that <laughs> sometimes yes. the ones that are closest to you are the snakes and, you know, they're wolves in sheep clothing. Let's just say that. And and that's I've that's exactly that why I say. Thing. I've always been the type to be like, let me make myself proud because you're not as much as, you know, especially a young girl, you want to hear somebody, especially your friends tell you that they're proud of you, but they're not. And that's the reality of it because some, some can't bear to tell you that they're proud. Even, even if you do that, I've always been the type to give um, to other people, but I've realized they can't give back to me. And that's okay because I needed the motivation that I would give myself and not hearing that other people are proud of me because, you know, a lot of things you, you mention all the good things you do, you're proud of yourself. And I believe a lot of people put bad energy on that when deep down inside, they may be jealous or insecure. And, you know, I had some best friends, girls I thought were, you know, my besties for life. And one day they say something and you're like, go, there it is. That's what you've been thinking all along. And yeah. you, you you almost realize it's like reverse psychology that some people weirdly do on you. They say something about you and you're like, nope, that's how you feel. And then you, you grow out of it. You grow up and you realize that it's okay that people will come and go, but you got to keep going. You have to keep going. Right. Yeah, that's good. Well, well, those are excellent words for, you know, as we get to ready to wrap this up, because I've, I've enjoyed being able to, I mean, I've been, you know, super proud watching uh, 
watching uh, you young black belts. And you know, I'm a hard instructor and I get on you guys when you come in. Uh, cause I want to see you stay grounded to what, to what you guys really are, you know, cause it can, it can yes. get messy out there and I, I hate to see, uh, anybody go, but you got such a strong family behind you that I think that, that you're on, you know, you know, and you're wise, you're, 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 you're sharp. I think that, you know, Edon was the same way. He was a sharp young dude that, because his family was so involved also. Yeah. In no, his, my, my family is my upbringing. everything. I actually, I want to tell you this, Mr. Cox, and let everyone know. I've been waiting for this moment for a while, but I am I have a brand coming out. And uh, just a little sneak peek. It hasn't come out yet, but it's actually these ocean waves. And it says my initials, TM. I've been a big fan of ocean waves because of how close I am to my brothers. Their names are Kai and Zen. And in Japanese, their names mean calm ocean together. Kai Zen means calm ocean. So my new brand is going to be the ocean waves for my brothers and I plan on getting that tattoo too. And hopefully the whole family will want to um, do that one. Yep. So I have that, uh, that brand coming out. Does, soon. does dad have anywhere to put a tattoo? Does dad have, honestly, a place? I don't know if dad has a place, but I'm sure, I'm sure he'll make it. He loves the idea. So I have that brand coming out at the end of this month. And I also just, I'm about to launch a lash line lashes. Oh, see, I didn't know that about that. So that's awesome. I think what we should do is probably when it, when it gets done, when we get this aired, you kind of let me know if you've got some, uh, and as you, as you get stuff going, we can update the website. So just so everybody knows that this will be also, they can, they'll be able to watch this on YouTube. This one, if you want to put it out to your people, once we're done here and if they want to see it, and then I'll have the audio version of this by end of day, and then you can put okay. the audio version out. That way, everybody uh, can can listen. And you know, awesome. we're hoping that Grandpa can, uh, you know, I, I was yeah. he is he in town right now or not? When I saw him not He's too not. long ago. Yeah, yeah they're actually he, not. We're gonna we're gonna see them in Mexico next month. We're doing finally a family vacation, but they are they're coming for Zen's black belt test because you know they Grandpa won't miss a black belt test. Yeah. 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 Now make sure that, uh, uh, you know, you guys get your uniforms out and get yourself ready. But then again, you talked yeah. about training a little bit, you know, we've got some hardcore women here that are, yes. you know, uh, kicking ass and taking names without an issue. So, yeah. um, I must say I'm ready the, to come back for second degree. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. We look forward to that. So we'll keep everything posted, hon. This was uh, awesome for me. I appreciate you taking your time and getting up early. I know, of course. You guys have this. <laughs> uh, I know. Uh, but look at you got your whole day being now ready to rock and roll. And it's okay. I was know. just messing you. I, I do take cycling class at 9 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I've seen that too. I mean, how do you like doing that workout? How is it? No, I love, I love working out. You know, I've obviously grown up into it, having it in the family. <laughs> and I, I love, I'm such a go, go, go. I'm a go-go person, so I have yeah. to like get up and I have to do something. So I'm like, might as well wake up early and go to a cycling class, start my day. So right, so those that are kind of watching that are fans of yours, I don't th know they really know just just how physically fit your folks are, right? Yeah. I mean, Dad but is like uh, Dad is active. a beast at. You know, it's funny. Oh, you know, we make fun of how old he's getting, and then he'll lift his shirt up and go, "Yeah, what?" <laughs> right. And I'll be right. like, "Yeah, okay, we can't. Nothing, we can't say nothing." My uh, dad still thinks he's eighteen, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> it does. And then, uh, of course, your mom. You know, 
she was a, yeah. a, a fitness type uh, guru herself. You know, she looks awesome today too. So you, you oh, yeah. your genes, mom your genetics. Are as well. I'm like, as long as yeah. I always look like mom, we're good. <laughs> yeah. She, guys, your genetics are awesome. So it, it's perfect, man. I appreciate your time, sweetheart. All Thank right. Thank you so much. I'll get this out. All right. Okay. Have awesome. an awesome day. Bye. Bye. You too. You've been listening to Real Talk with Mark Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at markcox.com. Till next time, keep it real.